Hey everyone, welcome to Expansion Cast. Expansion Cast is a magical podcast I created so people could find simple or unconventional solutions to expand their personal awareness and experience. This podcast is dedicated towards revealing people's divine truth and how that divine truth works its way out into the world, one by one, helping liberate each of us on our personal path to freedom. If you love this podcast, please give us a rating and share. David Gallant, welcome to Expansion Cast. It's, um, it, I think today's going to be an interesting day. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to really tune into abundance. And um, I'm kind of hoping, and I, I have the door open, that you tell us your story about abundance and loss of abundance and what that's how that's changed your life and how you're moving forward, have moved forward since then. Are you open to sharing that story? Absolutely. What was the event that transpired in your past that shook up things for you? Oh, there's been more than a few. Um, so I noticed the stories of things that happened in the past or simply stories. And uh, how I knew myself in the past and the personality and the avatar that I wanted to move through the world you would never have met a more ambitious, more A-type personality, more driven, more goal-centered person. Um, I started my first business when I was 12. I uh, took on things. I never thought I would make it that long. So everything had to happen in life really quick, really fast, and really hard. And my my beginnings, I, I my parents were young. We were We didn't do all that well financially growing up. So abundance for me at the start meant uh, financial independence. And back in the day, a million dollars was a lot of money. And uh, it felt like that was the goal, just to make the first million and driven to do it. And uh, achieved the, one of the first days that I can remember really well and what it tasted like, what it smelled like, and what it really felt like was the day that in my basement uh, doing this, I, geez, I made my first million dollars, but Tom is 25 years old. And it was one of the worst days of my life. And it was supposed to be the best. It was mm -hmm. this place, this thing that once you have them that much money, life gets easier, life gets better. And so it was the same shit as it was the month before, six months before, it just had more zeros involved. And so that, that reaching towards something and trying to achieve something when I got there, it was totally disheartening. Hmm. Entirely, uh, it was, if anything, it was a really hurtful day and a really hurtful experience and devastating in a lot of ways in that, no, I thought this is where life started. Hmm. It wasn't. So you had this big story that you're aiming to achieve. And when you got there, you were expecting the cosmos to like open this portal and let you into this magical kingdom or something. Yes. <laughs> so I learned, I thought, geez, I learned something from that. And I'm, well, maybe it's about giving away money. So it almost the exact opposite is like, oh, if I gave away a million dollars, then I could be a blessing to others and I could really give and, and, 
do this sorry giveaway at least a million dollars well then then that's the spiritual end oh the same thing happened was uh wound up being i think six or seven million dollars that over the time that that different projects and different things whatever else um and it was the same thing there was no it was trying to, to fill an avatar and a personality that, that really was insatiable. And as long as I wanted to stay in that place of personality and, and what this wants and what there's just no end to it. So, uh, and that came to a head at uh, another day that, that I remember the humbling days. Mm-hmm. So the day that I made the money at the start, that was a humbling day. The day that, well, the, the, the next coming or the next swipe was, um, so I lived this blessed life. So I, it, compared to what my parents had or what they, the life that they led, my life is ton, like abundance in a lot of different ways. And well, not so much that uh, I wound up in the morning going for a discovery flight on a plane. And it was supposed to be, you go up with a pilot, he gets his hours in, you pay for the hour, he gets extra, like for his license, he needs more hours. So you get somebody to come up with them, you watch him pilot the plane on this little two person Cessna and you fly around a little bit and then you're done. Well, the pilot, for, the, the pilot when I showed up, assumed I was a pilot. And so we wound up sitting on the tarmac and he's telling me all things about specific about this airplane that I would need to know and this airport that I would need to know because it's the first time I've ever been to this airport that you know you need to know this and this and this all right take off (laughs) and um so the only thing I know about flying I've never done a flight simulation game is what I've seen in movies so Mm. if you pull back you go up you push forward you go down to bank, there's there's foot pedals. So I'm assuming the left one makes you go left, the right one goes right. And that's what I knew, what I thought I knew about flying. So he says, oh, here's where the emergency brake is and here's the, the the throttle. And you need this this ground speed in order to, before you take off. Because again, that plane, it could have been a time before I, you know, since I've flown that plane. So you just let me know what pilots let each other know. Mm-hmm. So I'm heading down the tarmac and I pull back and it's like, I don't know how hard to pull. Like in movies, they pull back dramatically because there's usually something happening. So yeah. do you pull back hard? Do you pull back soft? Do you do, and I'm hoping it's pulling back. Um, and the, the, I have this memory of heading down the, the runway and this past memory of the first time driving was in my mom's car. And she didn't, in those days we didn't wear seatbelts and I'm dating myself, but um, so the only thing I knew about uh, driving cars was Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> and so we're driving what seems like hundred miles an hour and probably like you know, maybe 40, 50 kilometers an hour. And the Dukes of Hazard, if they ever have to stop, they cut away to this shot of, of one of their feet slamming into the brake pedal. Well, that's how I assumed you had, you stopped. So with my mom and the drivers or the passenger side, it came to the place where we had stopped and it was a stop. It was abrupt and her head went right into the windshield. (laughs) Um, So as I'm driving, as I'm 
going down the runway, when my one thought was, oh, I wonder if this is another dupes a hazard moment, flying a plane. And so we take off and the, the, the crosswinds were just at the point where that size of plane can take off and fly. Otherwise it gets too dangerous. So there's pockets and there's things and there's, and he says, oh, okay, you know, climb to this elevation and bank this way. And, and he's giving me directions for the, you know, at this airport, there's four lights. And if you have, you know, you don't need to all four lights lit up. Like if you're going the right speed and the right angle, whatever else, then more lights light up. Hmm. But he's, and he's telling me, so at yeah, this airport, don't worry about it. As long as you have two, you're good, right? He says, well, in this plane, so yeah, he's saying, well, you know, this plane, you might want to take a little steeper uh, approach or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So we do that three times. So you go d- land, take off again, and do that three times. And I got out of the, the airplane uh, afterwards, said thanks, didn't make it to my car. It hit me that I lived my life exactly the same way I flowed that plane. My heart rate didn't go up. I could fly. I could do these things in the world. I could move in the world with a ton of abundance. And none of it felt like it was mine. I didn't take any of it in. It was all coming through these filters and these things, and none of it made it through. So to be that open, that experience of that, the sensation or the feeling of that moment was never, ever there. It was always just through these brave faces and these, these coping mechanisms and things that I would put in place hmm. so I can get, I could do things, but I would never feel anything. And so the, uh, after trying, well, money wasn't making it, giving it away and not allowing anybody to come back or to, to experience any of it didn't work. That day was a, the start of something had to change or I was going to go for a long walk in the, in the snow and never come back. Hmm. And so that was the start of an exploration of uh, how can all these these things in the world in abundance I don't consider good or bad or positive or negative to be dramatically different from each other, but to be allow and to feel and be with everything. Uh, and if I hmm. couldn't find the place to do that, I don't know how it didn't feel like I had a place in the world. Yeah. So. I I feel like your story is is really res, would resonate with probably most people, unless though that I mean something had to happen to you for you to feel that desire to feel for that desire to actually experience instead of having everything come through filters. Um, there had to be a knowing or something come to you, otherwise I feel like you would just keep following that same path that plunk, 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 and just accept it. Well, the exterior, I was getting way more than I ever expected in the world. And I had uh, amazing people and relationships and in money and choice and, and, and. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, I was numb to it. It was, yeah. it wasn't me. And, personality aside it's like who i truly am isn't the avatar and there was just a deep wanting to know and experience what it was to be yeah i'm just gonna leave yeah to be yeah from that place it's like 
oh, my mind want, thought it, well, it's a problem to solve. And it wasn't. Everything I needed, everything that abundance, that, that end, life, the universe, however you want to define it, divine grace, would, like, however somebody sees that, is always here and available. It's just me that keeps me away from it. Like the, the personalities and these things and these filters and everything else. And I, I didn't know that at the time, I just knew that there had to be something different. Mm -hmm. And whatever the price was, I would, I would, I would pay it. Like it didn't matter what the price, it didn't matter what it was. Uh, and the price was, I wouldn't say high, but it was like, <laughs> it was a, there was a price to pay. So I, I'd love to hear about the price. Um, I think the price is different for everyone. So yes, yeah, absolutely. this is, this is definitely the price that you personally. Yes. Paid. yes. So, and it, it, and is my personality and the thing that, uh, to find my surrender, to find it, it, there's absolutely no, I have no aspersions that, that this is the one way there's tons of mountains and tons of different paths up the mountains. And it's like, this just was my journey of it. So um, after that airplane flight, I had a friend that said, oh, you should go to a men's camp. Like, don't go on the walk, uh, go to a men's camp, just men out in the bush somewhere. And I can't tell you anything about it. it is, I'm sworn to secrecy, but it's about warrior camp. So I, I didn't have anything to lose. So I Googled warrior camp and I Googled the wrong thing. So I showed up the wrong place, the wrong, registered for a weekend of enlightenment intensives of uh, sitting for 16 hours a day asking, tell me who you are. And in that place, my, my identities and labels and things got stripped away. So when they got expressed, heard, and then not reflected, nothing, no judgments, no advice, nothing else, other than just really been heard and, and received, all those things started going away. Until I get to a place where there's just absolute blissful blissfulness and the only thing i am is the sensation of the blood going through my veins or the the heat that i feel through the and the 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 rustle of the my nostril hairs or whatever like <laughs> sensation that's all there is that voice in my head and that there's a there was a constant ongoing back thing voice mm -hmm. that would never let me sleep never let me do it would just always be reflecting and so that's all gone <clears throat> And in that place, the last bastion was uh, to totally release and, and uh, my price that I chose, chose for myself was absolute physical uh, devastating pain and uh, a burning sensation that is, was, uh, <laughs> I could still feel parts of the remnants of it. And, it was the, the, my understanding or my guess was it was my ego's and my body's attempt to say, no, we want to stay, we want to stay connected. We want to be, and it would do anything to say, no, I'm taking you off this path. And in that pain, uh, brought me to, to not just a, an intellectual or a mind release of, of nothingness, but physically bring me to the ground with with retching pain. Um, what it, my experience of it would be, 
and I stopped the story real quick because I don't have words and I don't have ways to explain part of this, but it just was a surrender. And in that surrender, um, and again, I don't, I'm not really holding on to the notion that these words are, are anything, but just my mind's trying to interpret something that it can't be interpreted was just a truth that, ah, there was a home. There was just a home. And the person that like it transcended personality, it transcended this body, it transcended and ah, oh, that place. And it's always available. It's always here. It never changes. Life doesn't what is and what the truth of us is is unending and ever. And I say that, and I think anything I say about it is just gonna be uh but it changed the world yeah. and it changed, it didn't change anything. It just was a revelation of what's always been there. Mm-hmm. And it's choice, not a personality choice, but just to, to be in that place, to experience that allowed a true abundance to come in. One that's, that doesn't, isn't required. There's nothing needed for the abundance in that place. There's nothing, there's no relationship, there's no amount of money, there's no activities, things in my world that really it's dependent on. Mm. There's nothing, every breath, every moment, every second, like moment to moment. That's what I would, if I were to try to find a word for abundance, it'd be surrounded around that. And all these artificial, not, I wouldn't say artificial, they're, how else are we gonna take up our time in the world? Like, maybe we chase these things maybe we do these things maybe we we just our personalities want a a way to kind of move through and try these things out and and there's times and places of uh physical realities of of being a, a human in this world and i don't really judge the fact that that you know there's still times and places in my world that i i i I appreciate and enjoy the the privilege and the the choice that I have in my world, um, and uh, yeah, there's just there's just a place of gratitude now, and and there's if there's extra things like really the gratitude is around choice, and just get to me making choice versus um, in a place from freedom versus having to do something or having to, to be something specific. So when most people talk about abundance, we have abundance of income, we have abundance of love, and we have, I mean, the, the greatest abundance that I I appreciate is abundance of joy. Um, how do we how do we make all those balance out? How do we how do we be in this radiant joy, this effervescent flow of beingness, without being worried about financial obligations? And how how do we bring that finance those finances? to a place where where they're just flowing just as much as the joy or the or the the other beautiful things that we 
experience? Well, the three things you broke it into, uh, the abundance of love is that it are, and I'm going to put a big asterisk in that this is going to be, everything I say about truth is not true. (laughs) Um, We are that. Like there is no lack other than our willingness to, to open and surrender to it. That place of joy and bliss is also like to want just that and not be open to the like bliss is beautiful and sorrow could be just as fucking delicious as as bliss is. Mm-hmm. And to be with dark and light, they're just uh, like in that truth and that understanding and that openness, all of it's welcome. And whatever shows up, you, it's a flow with either one of them. So it's not, I don't have a preference to say, I want to be in joy and bliss and in this openness. Mm-hmm. I'm open to that experience. And I fucking love the other side of that too. Whichever one shows up, I want to be able to move with and end. And the third one, the, the monetary part, what I found really my, okay. I think we have to get over ourselves. And I think there's a, there's a, if there is an, I'm not saying it's a universal law or that there's something behind it, but it's my experience of myself is what I want in the world, what my personality wants, how I want to move in the world. Cool. I want to own that. I want to understand that. I want to take that in. I want to celebrate and I, and all the parts of it, the parts that are needy. Like there's a lot of great things that in the world that are created from, Oh, I went through this pain and I don't want anybody else to have to go through this again. I'm going to create something that's going to be a blessing for others. So they don't have to go through child prostitution or military or whatever, like whatever it might be, they want to create something out of the pain that, and it's their way to heal and uh, move in the world. And all that's all great. So that's their motivation for, for that happening. And it could come from a really place of, of hurt. And mm-hmm. something that gets created from that could have a lot of energy and my, my place of saying, I want to own those things for myself. And I can use this as an example. So the last 25 years, I started a foundation 25 years ago. And part of it was to give that million dollars away so that I could feel good. Um, and I had a hard time catching up with having a lot of money, never having money and having those family stories and those uh, family origins. Um, I didn't know how to be with it. And I was, my partner at the time was so conservative around money and, and very tight that I, I had nothing to do with the abundance of money. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't be flashy. I couldn't be spending. I couldn't do like it just, there was a lot of restrictions around how I can play with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I find is uh, the foundation I started, I started all these projects and it's, uh, one of them was this robotics program and it's a youth robotics program that the center of it, uh, the real, the real part of it was my son came alive in this thing. And did he, did he explore his edges and did he have a chance to, to intellectually and come to these things and, and really be devastatedly, uh, bad at something? Are devastatingly good at something and did he have an experience of this and did we have a chance to connect in a way and spend time that he really that he was alive in yeah yeah and 
the only the realities of it were that you had to there was only is out east there was in all over the world but nothing was out in western canada and the process that started up as a three to five years thing and 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 it was a it was a big challenge and my motivation was i want to be the dad that i didn't have ah i want to be mm -hmm. present i want to be here i want to be engaged i want to be like really whatever it is not a i have no helicopter parent in me but if if there's a place to be supportive and, and real and authentic in that place to to offer something and this was his thing and um, so the, the, what came a lot, it wasn't a choice like that came through. Like we went out to a competition. He was in grade 10 at the time, went out to and this big glitzy, this and tons of this and production values through the galore. And, uh, it just moved through me. It's like, oh, this is the next thing. And it, it felt like this wave that came through. It's like, oh, this is, this is what's next. And this next wave is like, fuck, that's that's impossible to do in that you got to get 30 teams together and you have to have all these school things and you have to have these programs and each team's going to be 25 to $50,000 and, and, and you need 105 volunteers and there's technical and it's a three to five year cycle to get this all done because you have to build all these things and this repertoire and this money and these sponsors and everything else. And it's like, fuck, no, this is going to happen in 10 months. It's just going to happen. And that energy of, I want to be a good dad. I want to be the dad that I, I didn't, I always would have wanted. Nobody cared. The world, that wasn't the story that they needed, that, that they could hear and that would resonate with them. So I need to, to own what my, my place of abundance was, which is being that dad. And I need to, like, I need to support and talk to people in a way that, that spoke to them, that was aligned with what was alive for me. So, so, I went to places that it's like, oh, engineer, like the APEGA, which is all the, the engineers belong to the association. Well, I have all your members that are gonna be coming through the cycle in the next five to six years that will be paying membership dues. I have them all and I'm gonna give them the best, most amazing uh, high watermark their, uh, experience they're gonna have moving forward in their lives up to this point. The schools, the Schulich School of Engineering is like, I have all the brightest kids that are gonna to go to Waterloo and gonna go down to MIT and all those other places. You're not gonna see these kids that you really want in your program. I'm gonna give them the experience. I'm gonna put them on, on the USD campus and I'm gonna let you get them an opportunity to be able to, ex to explore your engineering department firsthand while they're having their peak experience. So my energy of being a dad was mine. It fueled me, it kept me going. And I created, uh, I, I felt into and was open to, to experiencing what it meant to other groups and how it could be a blessing for them. They didn't, they didn't care to support my ambitions to be a good, what I would consider to be a good mm -hmm. dad. They wanted, they had their own agendas, their own things, their own gifts in the world. So I took my energy and turned it into something that they could hear in a way that was aligned with what we wanted to create. And what I think a lot of people find is there's a motivation. This oh, I just there's just this gift I want to give in the world. Cool, that's what that's yours. That is in you. That is important. That is whether you consider it important to you or there's aliveness. Okay, that's first step. How do you turn that energy of what's alive 
And if you can, if you can align that with somebody else's purpose, there's abundance financially. I can tell like that is, so I had these people write checks that of things have never weren't even created yet. And, but I, the message was, I'm going to help like my place and my intent was how do I be a service to what you really want to do in the world? So PEGA, their part of their mandate was, is getting more young girls in engineering and also uh, First Nations uh, kids involved in engineering. So we started all girls teams. We went to the, the, to the reserves and started up teams so that those, those young people have a chance to have a hands-on experience. And so part of their mandate of what they're supposed to be doing in the world and also supporting the members. So their members that they have now are, are bored and disengaged from really engineering and the, the excitement they probably got into it. We're gonna let them go back and mentor those high school kids and get re-engaged back in engineering and the things that really would bring them joy. So mm -hmm. not only are they supporting the next generation and they're supporting their, their, the generation that's already come through and paying dues now. And we set it up in ways saying, well, I'm not convincing you of anything. Those people that are engaged in your members and that are paying the dues to be able to pay for the sponsorship for these things, they're going to be ones reporting back to you. So I built in, like, I, if I can take care of somebody else, if I can be a blessing to somebody else uh, while honoring what's true for me and alive for me, those two things come together and with something that the world really wants and needs, right? And it's not my perception of what the world wants and needs is what, like, there could be... <laughs> I don't know if I'm great at educating or, or that if somebody's already believed something, then I can tap into that. If they don't, if it's my belief and I want to convince them of my belief, I'm challenged by that. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's just not the right. And I could have a really strong belief that you should, you should believe the same things I do. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I get it. And that's something within me. It's not really about anybody else. So that abundance is, what you do well in the world, what the world uh, need, wants and needs and knows that it needs, what I do well and what really lights me up. And if I could find that place where that intersects. So my place in the world has been, and it changes and moves and it's moment to moment for me. So for a while, I really got interested in art. So I did uh, and had my own personal journey to go through in terms of sexuality and and uh, my relationship with women. So I did body art for four years and I, mm -hmm. so, uh, how, how, how did that come about? Like how, how did that inspiration to move into body art? Like, what was the thing that said, David, let's move along this path for a while. Uh, quieting the mind and being mm -hmm. open to what's here and what comes alive. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, and the things that I found that are, um, they just are moved. Like they just, they're just things that physically, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, whatever, whatever, like they're just like, oh, it just opens and it's there. And it's like, there's tons of those things that are just like, oh, like if that breath or that my eyes come, like what I've come to is if my eyes really open, it's just my breath changes and my body posture changes. Oh, I'm curious about that. Mm -hmm. I want to move towards whatever that is that's that's drawing that. Right. Noticing, being with it. And then there's something about 
uh, I think true abundance comes from being a blessed, like whether you want to look at it from a scientific point of view, I think is a, uh, as a species that's, it's grown in community. Are, have we been natural selection so that we could, if we could be a blessing, we're a great hunter, we bring more food back to the, to the tribe or uh, that we're great at, you know, putting shelter together. And so if we're good at contributing something that others care about and that would help support them, I think we've been rewarded for that over the years. So it could be as simple as a genetic um, pre-programmed way of saying, hey, we just, we feel good about ourselves and we'd be a blessing to others. Mm -hmm. So if I can tap into those things and saying, without giving myself up and prostituting and, and, and letting go of my own values, my own integrity, can I be aligned with what's truly here? And then also in a, in a place of humility, I don't get to choose how I like how somebody else is. I, I want, I need to meet them wherever they're at, whatever their, their perspective is knowing that it's not my place to change anybody. My place is to be in, in here and be true to what's here and meet them and be able to speak to them in a way that they can hear in the way that they, they understand. And that, uh, and if there's an alignment to say, I understand this is your gift that you want to give in the world. This is, this is your mandate. This is how, this is what make you feel good about, oh, okay, let me, let me be that. I want to be that. So I'll just use a, go back to the example we used earlier is, man, did we do a great job for Peg? Like they wrote us a big check and they couldn't have done the same thing, a fraction of what they, they for if they spent 10 times the money. Mm -hmm. And the number of members that, that, that got engaged and the number of uh, new members that are now, like this has been going on, there's 6,000 kids now in Western Canada that are involved in this program. And a lot of them going into paying membership dues now that started whenever we started seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And uh, is it is their membership really got engaged and involved and taken over parts of the roles and things and really, yeah. And do the people that actually had to make the choice to write the check, are they supported and, and felt like, oh, is there any pushback or anything, you know, judgments about us writing those checks? No, they, they're, all they're doing is getting positive uh, support from the people that are, are making those, you know, th that are part of their membership and part of their community. Mm -hmm. And I find that a lot of people, and I use the arts because we've been in the arts, I want to do a show. And my show is, well, what really motivates me is I'm going to use a fictional one. It's like uh, masturbating. So as a 52 year old who wants to math, like that is what's alive for me. That might be what's alive for me and what I want to share the world. And is that something the world, like if it's purely selfish, I don't think abundance comes back from that. If you can align with and be with and honor whatever's going on for you, and use that place to say, oh, now I have something else that is, is a blessing for others. I think that's where abundance comes from. And if I want to do a show and I want to put a show on as a 52-year-old male that wants to masturbate, well, am I going to get rewarded? Is, is financial abundance going to come? Maybe not. And if I were to say, okay, so that's in me and I would, that's the show I want to do, are there organizations that that have an agenda for body shaming or this or whatever else it might be that would want to support that notion of, well, let's explore this and have this be, you know, a more public and could that, the, the motivation and the, the storyline come along with uh, to be a healing thing and a place of understanding of our human, human 
bodies? Yeah, it could. And could people be supportive of that versus my need to, to say, I want to publicly masturbate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one, there's, there's financial abundance that comes from the other one, not so much. Mm -hmm. But so a is the, uh, the, the desire to masturbate in public and B is the desire to bring healing about for other people. But I don't know if you'll, I don't feel you'd create financial abundance either way unless there is an energy flow that's with it, like a, a like a calling, like you said, oh, this thing that lights you up. Yeah. And that's that first part is that like, whatever's true for you, own it. Yeah. Whatever's alive, whatever it is, don't, don't restrict it. Don't let it diminish it. Don't have to, to like, uh, whatever lights you up, whatever it is that's like a true, a truth for you in that moment, honor it. Mm -hmm. And my, my place is how do I communicate in a way so that somebody else understands and I can, I, uh, if what really lights me up is in alignment with somebody else's, what they're supposed, to, what they're not supposed to, but what they want to do in the world, how they want to move, how they want to support in the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just need to, I might have to change my language, but what lights me up versus, oh, this is a bigger perspective of it. Not just a personal one, but a bigger perspective. And I'll share that. Oh, then mm -hmm. it, and it's not meant to say you manipulation. I don't think lasts. And I don't think it, it brings abundance. It, it might be short term and bursts, but it's like, it doesn't create long term. But if, if that, that need and that liveness and that things that are moving through you, let it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it's purely yours, okay, claim that. And if financial abundance is part of what you want to move towards, this, the invitation would be to try to find how that aligns with somebody else. And that, um, and why is it worthwhile for them to contribute financially? And it's, uh, you know, I found if you worry about money or you don't worry about money, both are choices. <laughs> and it's, you know, I have a, I have a family that, oh, I got a comment from my brother the other day. I posted this picture of, of me body painting years ago. And he, his comment he put on it was like, oh, I never know like when people ask what you're doing nowadays and how you make a living, I never know how to answer them. My <laughs> if you ask my kids um, who've been, you know, they're 24 and 21. So if like what I do for a living and how do I make a living? They wouldn't know how to answer you. How do you answer that? Sorry. <laughs> you, I was just going to ask you, how do you answer? Uh, I follow the passions that are, that come up for me. I follow mm -hmm. my nose. Yeah. And uh, there's no long term, like it's moment to moment and it's, it could change and it moves and shifts. Uh, and I don't know, like in, in my past, you know, I had a bunch of companies and I had this and that and all the blah, 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 blah. And I gave most of all that away. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it, I have no traditional and 
the longest, most difficult question most people ask me, what do you do for a living? Uh, I never know how to answer that question. Mm-hmm. And what, if, what, what comes up when people ask you? I was like, oh, it's not traditional. Like I, like I understand most people see the, there's boxes. You yeah. have a job and you do this and here's your roles and here's your things, whatever else. And I just would not be a good employee. I just don't know how to do it. I just want the skill set to say, oh, I like possibilities are always, I can't, I have a challenging time seeing things in boxes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, the possibility for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And there's, there's, yeah, yeah. And great, great. And, oh, and so roles and assignments. And I love how and, you, I love how you describe that. <laughs> it's, and, and for people that are like to, to be with that, it's like, it, uh, and even the projects that I start up, I, I put an artificial time frame on myself in that um, my place to start, move mountains, build in the china shop, make things and create sustainable models and things, whatever else. And then I need to get out of town because the people that need to maintain and keep things going once it's up and going, I drive them nuts. And it's like, oh, I know things are great. And, but what if we, and oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, like, there's no end to there, there are no ends to end. It's just like, oh, this, this can be great. And, and if you have to do that every day and that's your thing and you have, and you have these other things that, that are going and, and you're responsible, responsible for, and you're moving with, I just add more things mm-hmm. and it's working now. Oh, great. Let's see if we can break, not like, why would you break that part? Because uh, there could be and 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 so I drive people nuts. So I, I, my maximum time I do a project is three years before I, because I know the patient's level, those who actually have to, to that have that energy of maintaining and doing things day to day, I drive them nuts. And, and they put up with me for three years. After and that, you could also like destroy a budget. <laughs> oh, well, I just, it's cute that there's, there's restrictions on that. And I think that if, if we open ourselves and if we added more value, if we did this and we contributed more then a budget's funny, like they're just, yeah. okay, great. I understand that that is, that's a limitation. So I get that. And I'm, I'm not, a. uh, I just see that there's possibilities of saying, Oh, if we did this, well, then we would create more abundance and we just would do this or we just like, I don't see them as limitations. I just see possibilities. Mm-hmm. And that drives a lot of people that are more, are more comfortable in boxes. It drives them nuts. Right. So um, one question I asked on Facebook yesterday, and I'll ask you, what makes you feel radiantly alive? Uh, not being here, just expressing and being. Like where's here? Uh, so releasing mind mm-hmm. and being with whatever wants to come through and flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's nothing specific. There's nothing. Uh, I can't think of anything other than moment to moment being open to what it is that wants to be explored. My attachments to a lot of things of, of there's just there's not a lot of things that I'm attached to doing anymore. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I was at a uh, a workshop weekend workshop of yours. Are you okay with talking about it on here? It's 
absolutely. And I, the only thing I'd ask is, uh, well, I will have restrictions in terms of talking about what others, my experience of others. I'm totally open to my experience. Yes, yes, and that that is that will be my questions, and I'll only speak to my experience also. Um, so my experience was that, um, and this is the energy game that I feel plays in with flow and, you know, like you're talking about what's coming in for us, um, what lights us up. And um, the first night when I was there, you you asked if somebody would had an offering and I really felt the flow and I actually felt this coming in a few days before. And so I approached you and said, yeah, I have an offering. And uh, the interesting, what I found really interesting though, was that like you were in agreement and I know that energy was moving, but I could also feel my participant energy moving. So I was like, I had these two dynamic energies moving through me and it was like this, you know, consistent. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot uh, much different than I've ever experienced at a, at a, at a retreat or a festival. Um, although I have, um, I, you know, I've taught at festivals, but I have never taught at a festival in flow like this one. Hmm. Like this one I had no agenda. I had no box to work out of. Hmm. And I just let it go and moved. And I, and it, I'm, I still feel grateful about that opportunity. Mm. Um, and so one, one thing I wanted to say too, is that you, I think it's your energy, like this, you have this complete openness of, of whatever this universe is going to bring in for us to experience is is owned by each one of us individually and we all have our own experiences in the moment and you're like a great support for that to play out without there being a whole lot of there wasn't I never noticed any drama that was how do I say this at some festivals and retreats especially one where we're diving so deep Sometimes I feel that there's a lot of tr drama that plays out that's not managed. Or I don't want to say managed either, but um, it doesn't flow very well and it feels choppy and, and um, unaligned. Where in this weekend, everything felt very synchronistic and flowing together and... Yeah, it was it was beautiful, mm. and and I think that's that's because of how how you flow in life right now. I think that's you you brought this together and you held this space for everybody to flow freely. Mm. I don't know. I think it's always choice. People yeah. are always in choice if if that's the place and. Uh, if we had an intention for the weekend, it was uh, to hold the agreements, whatever mm -hmm. we agreed to in, in advance, so that there was a container, a, mm -hmm. not a safe container, but a brave container. Yeah. Uh, and holding open that everything we wanted to like, everything we wanted to do or express would, would come from a place of love. Mm -hmm. However, we could tap into to, to that in that moment. 
and that we don't know anything else with the anybody else wanted or needed um, and not to have an agenda for people right. and the, the intention was is just to be the free open being like whatever that that expression is for everybody of being truly who you are in this moment being as, as open as you can to whatever that means to you and not really having there's nothing to teach there's nothing to know there's nothing to do and it's the idea uh there's a little saying about um what's been i've been curious about has been i'm not so sure that i'm really drawn or aspired to do anything to move towards something to become a better something or have to do something to like i don't feel drawn to do anything to improve or do what it feels like is it's just that i need to release everything that isn't truly me that isn't a truth and it's just letting go of those things i have attachments for things that i'm oh i, I move in the world this way and i will say that uh the we i found it an interesting journey for myself in that both are available so that flow of being and check and just moment to moment being here and, and letting that flow and be present and without a lot of judgments and if there's judgments and things i claim them like oh that's coming up for me oh it's not cute that that oh and at the same time i the exact opposite is available for me as well i had 14 pages of notes and things and agendas and, and schedules and 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 none of it came out <laughs> <laughs> So finding moment to moments and, and I know myself in manipulation and, and, and wanting to please and all these, the caretaker and all those things, they're all just aspects of me that, that if I want to come out and play, they can. Mm-hmm. And the intention was to say, Oh, I want to release all of those. So it's, um, and I find like I've done a lot of other festivals and other things. And, and, and this is probably the first song where we just said, and my Christina co-presenter was, was a beautiful reflection for all this. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's cute. You made all these notes, like all these <laughs> things like, Oh, and I'm not like, even the, 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 you know, the agreements and things we had to go through the front. I'm totally cool saying, Hey, we need to make sure we go through these. And that's part of the structure. And it was so such a great reflection that she, she just flowed with like, Oh, she didn't read any of the script. She didn't know. Oh, okay. And like, Oh, we're not in order. And this, Oh, all right. This is where we're going. So, uh, uh, so my experience of was assisted or, or a reminder given right off the start, like, no, this is going to be, and it will be one of those times. I, I don't have a lot of memories of things other than, uh, I don't try to hold on to things, but that, that, the sensation or the the experience of just releasing and being and knowing that I may not know what's going to come out and it and it could not be all love and light and not in a really beautiful soft voice and this and this and mm-hmm. that that edge or that whatever else like there's a um, I embrace the darkness in me I fucking love the fucking darkness in me it will cut away anything that isn't love it mm-hmm. calls strips bare anything that is is not love 
and the personality and things, whatever. It's oh, that's great, that's cute, but we're fucking gonna let that. We're gonna fucking destroy that. <laughs> and like, and it doesn't come from a place of saying, oh, we need to do this, and I know what's better for you. It just feels like that's what's being presented by the person, like the energy of the person that. And oh yeah, we're just. And if that's that's there and it wants to move, and great. And even though I, like the experience of my memory of when you approach saying, oh, I had this, this thing came through me last night and there's this thing. And it's like, I, I think I'd let you, like, I didn't stop you right there, but I think it's like, oh, I'm, da, da, oh, I'm already a yes. Like, like, <laughs> it was the look, like you had this look in your eyes, like, oh, fuck, it doesn't, like, whatever you're going to say, I'm a yes. Like that, I know that look. It feels like I knew, like, I don't know this look, but I, this knows this look, that look. It's like, yes. And uh, there was things that got created there. It's like, that is uh, like, not that there's a agenda and we have to do this and this and this, but just like, oh, that is so, uh, the story would be a lot better if I could express about other people, but it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's been waiting. Like there was, there was something that came when they first came in, they said this and this and this and this. And I thought, oh, great. I hear you. I appreciate what you're saying. And I, and part of my, like, part of me thought, oh, I don't know if that's going to have a chance to play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, and fuck, did it come out and play? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's there no other place in the weekend for that, except for when you took, you did your thing. And, and it was like, oh, and they came along and this, and, and, and it's like, mm, no, you couldn't have created something that was more aligned with what they truly like got expressed at the, when they first came in and said, oh, I brought this in and I would love to do that. And it's like, I felt the energy and I was like, oh, I, I don't know if that'll come out, if that'll have a chance to play. And it did. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you know, uh, it, was, it was funny when you're talking about making notes and stuff. Um, like Saturday morning, I was making notes and blah, 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 blah. And then when I, sat down in the seat i was like no <laughs> no notes i dropped my book and just went with whatever flowed yeah it was beautiful i, I found a lot of the weekend like uh or even i noticed when i'm at your presentation and it's like oh we have more time before lunch and i and what I noticed was, and I honored, it's like, oh, the, the controller says, oh, we got more time than 45 minutes. So how are we going to, uh, uh, then it's like, oh, cool. The pleaser is coming out. So I embraced it, loved it. Say, okay, fuck. I'm letting that go. Now once what's here. And what mm-hmm. like, what got created after that, I've, I loved. And it was like, I didn't have any, I didn't, I had no idea that was going to be next. Mm-hmm. So it's just this unfold. It's like, ah, oh, I'm curious about what's going to happen next too. And I found your comment about being a participant and a presenter, mm-hmm. the roles that we put on and the, the, like the, okay. So I could be totally in flow and be open and it's cause it's mine. But if I'm putting on a role and somebody else is, I'm responsible for somebody else. And I have to be, I have to act different. I have to be different. Totally get that one. Like that mm-hmm. is, uh, I usually go even more on the other side. I, I make sure I have both feet planted and I, I will, I will forego anything and I will do and this. Might, it's me flying the plane. I got it. I'm responsible. And there's times and places for that where it could be a blessing. So flying that plane, me holding that space and holding that and not really being freaked out or that I'm right. Mm-hmm. In a really da- in a dangerous 
not knowing anything makes it a little more dangerous, but uh, uh, so that calmness or that can be a blessing. And if it's a conscious choice, if it's a role that I take on, I just put on because I'm, I think this is what I should be and I, blah, blah, and I want to be liked and these other things. Oh, cute that I want to be, oh, I want to be liked. Oh, I want to be respected. Oh, I want to, oh, yeah. <sighs> Those are mine. Oh, how perfectly human of me. <laughs> yeah. oh, cute. Okay, so I feel those, I'm okay with it. Okay, 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 okay. Now I have freedom to make a choice from that place. Say, do I want to, do I want to follow that? Or it's like, oh, it's cute that I want to be, oh, no, I don't want to do that. That's that, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I know there's this infinitely loving being and there's a, there's a killer. I can, if I had to kill, I could, I could rip somebody uh, limb to limb with my, my hands and mm-hmm. everything in between is always available. Yeah. And I don't, I don't judge, like I would judge if I chose to let that come out. Uh, but I would, I'd want to be in choice. And the fact that I don't honor that I, that's, it's here feels like it would keep it in shadow and it would come out in, in ways that I wouldn't be conscious of. Yeah. And that's, that's when I, I feel your a person's energy becomes distorted and then, then people around that person are like, ooh, what's going on with that person? Because they can totally feel that repression. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Um, hmm. I have one last question for you. Um, What keeps you in motion? Uh... My experience of myself in my my who and how I move in the world now, it's challenging. I find it challenging in that um, I don't have attachments to things happening. Like, and I'm a doer. Like, there's just things that that I will move mountains. I will make. I will create things. I will build things. I will create organization. And I'm a, from nothing to something quickly and and big bold things. And that just hasn't moved that hasn't been with me that hasn't uh and i don't really put meaning to it yet it's just it's just not moving right now so um and i have to let go of the notion i'll just claim it because i want to i claim things out loud just so that they can move there's been times and places where it's just like oh a sensation and oh it's this and oh it's clear and it's move and oh I don't know if that'll ever come back. I don't know if there'll be another one. Like what would make me think or, or it's not me that it's not my personality that, that, that it just, they just, it just shows up and it's abundantly clear and real and authentic and all that. Um, so my preference and I don't get my preference. I just get to claim my preference. My preference is that I move from those places where it's not a choice. It's not something my pr- this or my my part of my journey is not about self anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about something, and I challenge to try to explain like it's not humans. It's not. It's it's just love. And what my what I would consider to be love. How do I be a service to that? So movement to me feels like no like. It's not knowing that it's just it's just something that's here 
It's just here. And my place of movement is where that, if that comes alive, that I've noticed that and that wants to be something to have, like there's something to do with it, then I want to be open to that. And what I notice is the distractions and things and how I know myself in the past, none of those things are calling that forward. Mm-hmm. So there's another incarnation of saying, okay, so then my personal word of this and okay, it's great, great, great. Now it's not about this healing this, it's about being the service to love. And my preference would be as I would move from that place and knowing there may be lots of times and places and things that may not call that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if that's a, if there's ever an answer, but uh, that's as close to an answer as I would know how to give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you feel do you feel called to? bring anything else forward i mean we're 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 kind of at that time space where i traditionally end a podcast but do you have anything else you feel like bringing forward uh huh i have love for you brother Mm. i I found uh i just noticed the sensation that's here that just has a lot of appreciation and gratitude for how you show up in the world. Mm, thank you. Mm. <laughs> and I want to offer you some gratitude too. Um, and this gratitude has been sitting with me for, for a few days. And uh, we were in the kitchen and you were enjoying a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm. <laughs> and you were so with that sandwich and, that, uh, you know, I offered you, I I was interesting. I was like, oh man, I can feel him enjoying that sandwich. I can just feel every sensation in my mouth as as David's eating that sandwich. And I'm like, so I'm like, but I want a blueberry on that sandwich. So I went and got some blueberries and I offered you a blueberry and you looked at me like, what? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that was beautiful. And, so I'm just like so grateful for um, how how you show up, but also how you flow, how you uh, let yourself just drop right into those moments of ecstasy. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful to see and inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining me on Expansion Cast. It's been my pleasure for sure, mm. and. So wonderful to hear from you today. Take care, my brother. I look forward to the next time our paths meet. This podcast is Expansion Cast. Thank you for listening. If it's in your ability to support this podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash expansioncast.